0: pray. We thank you, Lord, for this new year, and we pray that you will guide us as we look into your word, that we will be blessed, encouraged, and strengthened. I pray that you will guide my words, that they will bring glory to you, and that they will be a blessing to your people. I pray you minister to us according to our needs. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Um, happy new year to all of you. This is the year 2017, I believe, 2017. Almost 25 years in Canada. It's a long time. Can't believe. And um, I'm sure with new year come new expectations, New hopes, so let's start by interacting with you. What are you thankful for, for 2016? So, uh, you have to talk to me. Salvation. Your salvation. Good health. good health, measure of good health. Family. family, wonderful. These are all blessings. More, more. Um, what's that? Oh, the God's family, God's people, wonderful. Your grandson. I see it brings a lot of joy to your heart as you send those uh, pictures and uh, post them. That's wonderful. I'm thankful for my church family. Your church family. That's a good thing. That's yes. good. All right. As it's say, I thankful just to see God's faithfulness. It's amazing. First of all, we are about to so quickly. Yes. God's faithfulness for the year and goodness. These are all good things. That God runs the show. He's in control. These are all great and wonderful things. 2016 is gone. So what do you think will be the challenges for 2016? I don't mean it could be yours, it could be others. You have to talk to me. Well, let me start by saying Canadians will say Trump. So that's one challenge. <laughs> so you can add the other ones. <laughs> All right, so what do you think will be the challenges for 2017? Hmm. If the Lord doesn't come, He could come before the day runs out or before the year runs out. What do you think will be?: My challenge is trying to find A: home that is A place to live in, a place That will be a challenge for this year for you. All right. I'm waiting. I have I gave mine you have to. Somebody has to talk. It's good to just challenges. I didn't say difficulties or problems, just challenges. And it doesn't have to be yours. Well, I yeah. Spreading the gospel, Spreading the gospel in the city. Yeah. The rapid changes of things, right? What we might call the cultural norms changing very fast on us. Right? Any other? It seems like you are not talking to me. (laughs) So. A bridge down on time. (laughs) That would be nice. Okay. Good. Now, it's a new year and uh, change. I'm going to look at, you know, a new situation, a new environment, a new experience from scriptures and some things that might be helpful to us in the new year. And let me give you the background by saying we remember the children of Israel I look at their lives in the Old Testament in four stages. The first stage, they were slaves in Egypt. The second stage, they were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. The third stage, they were going to possess the land and living in the land of Canaan. And they f- Oh, that the thought? that's the third? That's the third. And the fourth stage, they were in captivity, exiled. So each of those stages, it's almost new to some extent. You know, like to move out of Egypt, get into the wilderness, that's new. To move from the wilderness into the land of Canaan, that's new. And to be in captivity for most of them, that was new. And every of those stages had challenges. So this is a new year. We expect that there will be challenges. So I'm going to take only one of those stages. The stage of moving from the wilderness to the land of Canaan. All right. So that's, and I'm I'm not going to do a whole lot, but just a little piece of the puzzle. Joshua chapter 5. So... I would say, you know, steps or secrets to victory. Some of the things that might be helpful to you from Joshua chapter 5. And helpful to me as well. So Joshua chapter 5. So just to set the stage for Joshua 5, in Joshua chapter 1, Moses is dead and God is commissioning Joshua to be the new leader. Joshua is the man we are going to be talking about briefly this morning. And in Joshua chapter 2, because they're about to enter the land of Canaan, Joshua sent two spies to check out Jericho. And the spies returned back and gave a report. In Joshua chapter 3, the children of Israel crossed the Jordan River because God parted that river as he did the Red Sea. Some people don't know that that the river was parted, and then the people walked on dry land. And in Joshua chapter 4, they did put a memorial stone, a stone of remembrance, so that the children of Israel can tell their children what happened, that God parted the Jordan River. And in Joshua chapter 5, because the people that came out With a new breed, their fathers died in the wilderness because of unbelief. They had to be circumcised. That's Joshua chapter 5. So, But I'm picking up from Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. And I'm looking at, if you like, that old familiar Bible story, the conquest of Jericho. That's where we are going. So Joshua chapter 5, from verse 13. 13. Now it came to pass, about when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, no, rather I indeed come now as captain of the host of the Lord. I'm reading New American Standard. That's the version I'm using. And Joshua fell on his feet to the earth and bowed down and said to him, What has my Lord to say to his servant? The captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet. For the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Chapter 6. Now Jericho was tightly shut because of the sons of Israel. No one went out and no one came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and the valiant warriors. You shall march around the city, all the men of wars circling the city once. You shall do so for six days. Also seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark. Then on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpet. It shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram horns, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shout, shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city will fall down flat. And the people will go up every man straight ahead. All right. And then Joshua gave the instructions to the priest. And they did that. Okay. So. We look at, my focus will be on, I say, four things or four discoveries that Joshua made that helped him to be successful. Four, four things. And this will be helpful to us as we go into the new year. Four things that he discovered. Now you will, I, I want you to think about this, you know, for a minute. Joshua was going to be the new leader of the Israelites. Moses died and was buried, and Joshua was the new guy. And all his life, he had lived in Egypt. He had passed through the wilderness. He had not entered into a new land. So this was going to be really, really new. And that's why God in chapter 1 had to encourage Joshua. Say be strong and courageous. For you are going to take possession of this land. And then that famous verse that says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein night and day so you will observe to do all that is written so that you will be successful. So he said, be strong and be courageous, for you are going to take possession of the land for the people. So Joshua's first city to conquer was Jericho. And Jericho was a big city with walls and fortresses. So I I want you to think about this. Joshua looked at Jericho and probably think, hmm, this is not an easy task. And he was a new leader. And you know, whenever somebody takes over from the old leader, it's difficult to get allegiance from people. So I'm sure most of the other people were you know, thinking about Moses as their leader. Joshua, Joshua who? He just showed up. So they must have thought of Moses as their leader. So he had that challenge to deal with. And even when Moses was leading the people in the wilderness, they were not the best bunch. Stiff, naked, stubborn, and people that you know, were difficult to work with. So Joshua had to deal with all these challenges or difficulties. Conquer Jericho and all the land of Canaan deal with stubborn people, try to overcome the resistance of the fact that he's a new leader. And also, being human, he was probably afraid. He probably said, what if? What if? What if this doesn't happen? What if that doesn't happen? And so on that night, I believe it probably was a night, while thinking about the battle that was about to take place in Jericho, he probably sneaked out and walk on his porch and was thinking, I wonder what will happen tomorrow. We are battle ready as best as we can. We have our equipment, our tools, and uh, we are going to conquer Jericho. And so he probably walked there and then was just, you know, pondering the future. I hope we don't get creamed tomorrow. I hope the people don't die because of this situation. I just don't know what's going to happen. And so as he stepped out on the porch, pondering, looking around, he made a false observation. And I want you to note this very carefully. He probably felt he was all by himself and all alone ready to tackle the challenge. But he discovered that he was not alone. That somebody was there with him. It's important as you think about the new year to remember as a believer and as a child of God you are never alone. He discovered that he was not alone. He encountered The Lord Jesus Christ, a man with the sword, ready to do battle. And Joshua said, are you for us or against us? That wasn't what he expected to see, but he encountered him. And the Lord said, no, I am neither for you nor against you. I am the captain of the Lord of hosts. So that's the first point. As you think about the new year, you are not alone. There might be days and circumstances that make you feel that way. You are, if you are a child of God, never alone. The Lord is with you. In every situation and in every circumstance, you are not alone. This is a promise that the Lord gave to Joshua as he was about To enter the land of Canaan. I want you to look with me in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. We read. The Lord said to Joshua. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses. I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. In verse 9, the Lord said again, Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And the people encourage him. In verse 17, he says, Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you. As he was with Moses. So the Lord showed up on the porch and said, I am the captain of the Lord of hosts. And Joshua discovered that he was not alone. And not only did the Lord show up, he showed up according to the need. The need was for a warrior, he came with the sword showed up according to the need. When he appeared to the children of Israel that were in the furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he appeared like one of them. But this time, Joshua needed to see a commander, somebody that knows how to do battle. And the Lord showed up according to the need. I want you to know, in Matthew chapter 1, we read these words. In Matthew chapter 1. Let's make sure we are reading it as it is written. Matthew chapter 1. Verse 23. When Jesus was born, we're told, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall be a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And when Jesus was going back to heaven, in Matthew chapter 28, his last word was, Lo, I am with you for how long? Always. Always. Even to the end of the age. And in Hebrews chapter 13, a verse that you will do well to remember. Verse 5, he says, make sure that your character is free from the love of money. Being content with what you have for. He himself had said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper I will not fear. What will man do to me? So the Lord showed up and he was with Joshua. So Joshua discovered that he was not alone. And that's the discovery that you need to make every day. Even when you feel that the whole world is falling on you, when you feel that everybody has abandoned you, nobody cares, nobody understands what you are going through. You are never alone. The Lord will be there with you to meet you at the point of your need. That's the first discovery that Joshua made, that he was not alone, that the Lord was there to meet him according to his needs. All right. He made a second discovery. Let's go back to the passage and read. Joshua chapter 5. Now it came about when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, a man was standing opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or against us? He said, no, rather, I indeed come now as captain of the host of the Lord. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and bowed down, worshipped him and said, what has my Lord to say to his servant? He made discovery number two. Joshua discovered that he was second in command. He was second in command. He wasn't in control. There was a bigger commander than him. I'm sure if you read you know, the preceding chapters, you discover that the Lord had exalted Joshua to some extent because the Jordan River parted for him. And so he was a great general. With a wonderful resume. Let me give you a, some sense of where Joshua, you know, the things he had in his uh, portfolio, his resume as you might call it. He was born a slave in Egypt. And he must have witnessed all the miracles that the Lord did in Egypt when he delivered his people. He was part of the people that crossed the Red Sea. So he had seen the hand of the Lord in action. Not only that, the first time they had a battle in the wilderness against the Amalekites, Joshua was the general fighting. Moses was on the mountain, and when he raised up his hand, Joshua prevailed in the valley. You remember that? So he had fought battles, and he had won. And not only that, this man served Moses. Moses was the person that he walked under all his life. And um, not just that, before they went to Canaan, you remember 12 of them were sent out to go and survey the land, Joshua being one of them. And what happened? They went to Canaan and then surveyed the land for 40 40 days, and when they came back, the others came with bad reports. Joshua said, we are more than capable Let's go over and take over the land. The Lord is with us. So as a young man, he was very enthusiastic, full of zeal, full of vision, full of energy. And there were 10 that came and said, oh, we have giants in the land. They're going to kill us. We can't go. And the Lord was uh, upset because of this. And we know what happened. Because of that, he, they wandered in the wilderness for... 40 years, until all the men that were more than 20 years old died. So Joshua must have seen the death of his uh, colleagues that were faithless, you know, for 40 years in the wilderness. So he was an experienced man with skill, with patience, with character. He was... in all extent he was a man that you say more than qualified to lead the people. So I, I could see him, you know, walking and then the mothers would say, oh, that's the general, the commander of our army. He's a great man. I could see the kids saying, I look forward to seeing the commander. And so Joshua might have thought of himself, I am plenty capable To execute the task. And I am the commander. But the Lord showed up. And told him. I am the captain of the Lord of hosts. And what did Joshua do? He stood before the Lord. And he bowed. He discovered that he was second in command. We must make that discovery. That on a daily basis, that the Lord is the one that is in charge and that is the one that runs the show. If we are to succeed, we have to at least assure ourselves that there is a commander, one that is in charge of our lives. We are number two. I'm sure you think, okay, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this, I have these skills, I have that, so I have that never forget as a child of God you are number two. The Lord must be prominent and you have to be underneath. That is the secret to victory. The first secret he discovered that the Lord was with him. The Lord is with you too. Second secret he discovered that he was second in command. That's why he said what does my Lord have for his what? Servant. He called himself servant. What does my Lord have for his servant? He bowed down and worshipped. So he discovered that there is number one. One who is number one. And that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to ask you. Do you see yourself as a servant? And as him number one? If you don't, it's important you do that. In John chapter 15... Jesus spoke of himself as the vine. And then in one of those verses he says, For apart from me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. That's in John chapter 15, verse 5. So without him, we can do nothing. And in Colossians, we are told that he made all things, he controls all things, and he holds all things together so that in everything he might be what? Number one. He might have the first place. So this is the mindset that we must have if we are to succeed. That we don't run the show. The Lord runs the show. We are second in command. I'd like us to sing just to remind ourselves that Jesus is the one that runs the show. I'd like to sing together with you, if you don't mind, standing as you are able, crown him with many crowns. Crown him with many crowns, standing as you are able.
1: When he crowns the Lamb upon His throne Mark how the heavenly anthem drowns All music but its own Awake my soul and sing Of Him who died for thee and hail him as thy matchless King through all eternity. Crown him the Lord of love, behold his hands and side. Rich wounds yet visible above, in beauty glorified. No angel in the sky can fully bear that sight. More than what bends his wondering I at mysteries so bright. Crown the Lord, O triumph O the grave who rose victorious to the strife for those he came to save his glories now we sing Who who died eternal life to bring and lives that death may die In the Lord of Yates, the potentate of time, creator of the rollings, ineffably sublime, all hail redeemer for the shall never, never fail throughout eternity. Crown him the Lord of heaven, one with the Father alone one with the Spirit true. From yonder the glorious throne, to thee be endless prayer for thou hast Christ night. Be thou, O Lord, through endless days, adored and magnified.
0: Thank you. You may be seated. So, Joshua discovered that he was not alone. That's a discovery that we need to make every day especially in the blue winter, is it blue or dull days of winter? You are never alone. When you feel that you are, that the Lord has abandoned you, he is with you. And he also discovered that there is somebody that runs his life that is in command, and that's God himself. He made one more discovery, or two more, actually. I'm sure Joshua was by Jericho. And the Lord, when Joshua said, What does the Lord want my servant to do? The Lord said, What? Take off your shoes. For the place you are standing is what? Holy ground. What? Holy. Jericho? Holy ground? So he was. He discovered. That he was standing on holy ground. You know. The way to succeed. As a child of God. Is not to make distinction. Between the spiritual. And the secular. Our life is one blend. And wherever we are. Doing the will of God. Glorifying God is holy ground. There will be a lot of confidence and boldness if we discover every day that where we are glorifying God, doing the will of God, is a holy ground. A place where the Lord dwells with us, can fellowship with us, can give us victory. That might mean at your home, Holy ground is not just coming to church on Sundays. It might mean when I'm driving on the road and somebody's cutting me by. I have to remember that wherever the Lord is, is a holy ground. Apostle Paul was writing to the church of Corinth. And he says, whether therefore you eat or drink. Those are very mundane things. To eat or drink happens every day. He says, or whatever you do, that would mean your work. That would be when I'm sitting in front of the computer. And there are all kinds of things that can take my mind away from God and take my mind into the wrong places. Whatever you do, he says, what do how many of them? All to the glory of God. You see, if we separate our lives into this is my secular life and this is my spiritual life, we will discover that in the secular life we will be living outside the will of God and we will not be on holy ground. We'll be opening up doors for the devil. That's why everywhere we are, whatever we do, whether it's at school, at work, at home, on the road, we have to discover that it is a holy ground that enhances our relationship and fellowship with God and allows us to have victory. So Joshua discovered that he was on holy ground. I'm sure you would have said, oh, this is Jericho. These people are wicked people. This is a wicked city. Nobody knows God in this land, so this is just, that's why we are coming to wipe them out and take over the land. But the angel said to him, or the Lord Jesus said to him, take off your shoes, for the place where you are standing is what? Holy ground. Your classroom, if you are a professor, will be your holy ground. My research lab will be a holy ground for me if I put God first. Your office will be a holy ground, your home. And so wherever you are, whatever you are doing, whatever circumstance, make the place a holy ground by seeking to please the Lord and honoring him. That will enhance victory and give you boldness. In fact, in Proverbs, we are told that the righteous are as bold as lions. So he discovered that he was on holy ground. Three discoveries. He made one that the Lord was with him. He was second in command, and he was on holy ground. I like to sing before I give you the final discovery, and then we are done. Matt, love ran red. We'll sing that. I remember several years ago, the first song we gave a special number at Northbrook in 1997 was titled, This is Holy Ground. I'm sure most of you don't remember that, but it was a special number given by the African Fellowship Group. Most of my old friends that are scattered all over the world now. They came from other churches. We stood here and we sang. But love ran red. There's a line lay that talks about holy ground. Standing as you are able to sing together, love ran red. <clears throat>
1: Where mercy reigns and never dies. A place where streams of grace. Peace with God
0: let me remind you again three things that he discovered and this is a discovery that will enhance our victory. God was with him. He's also with you every day in every situation. Jesus said, lo, I am with you. How long? Always. And he keeps his words. He also discovered that he was second in command, that the Lord is the one that controls his life. He discovered he was on holy ground. But he made one more discovery. I'm sure when you hear about the Battle of Jericho, you say, oh, they march round and they march round, and the wall fell down. Right? But let's read together. I'll show you chapter 6. While Joshua was there. The Lord said to Joshua in verse 2 of Joshua chapter 6. See, I have given Jericho into your hand. And notice chapter 3 verse 1. You shall march around the city. Now, those two verses that I've read, the wall had not fallen down before that. But the Lord said, I have given Jericho into your hand. He discovered the victory had already been won before the action was taken. The only reason why Joshua went to march around the city An unconventional way of warfare was because he had discovered from the Lord that the victory had already been won. I am sure that before he encountered the Lord, his plan was to fight the battle a different way. He had another set of rules. He was going to engage the conflict in a different way. But the Lord said, see, I have given. That's past tense. And you shall. That's future. Victory had already been won before the battle. In your life too, on a daily basis, the Lord has won the victory. It's I have given. That's a past tense. You shall present what you do. It's because there is an assurance that the victory has already been won. So Joshua discovered that the victory had already been won. So he could go in the strength of that victory to witness the outcome. Now I want you to think about it. When Joshua finished meeting with the Lord and then he went down to his soldiers and said, this is the plan, how we are going to conquer Jericho. How do you think they responded? What? What? Are you serious? But they obeyed. Joshua simply trusted the Lord and obeyed. Because the Lord had given victory. You see, in summary, the Lord is with us. And is also for us. And that's why Paul could say, if the Lord be for us, who can be against us? And so we go into the new year with the mindset that God is for us. Our captain is the one leading the year, leading the daily activities, and victory has already been won. And so we can say with confidence we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. So we don't look at the year with fear. I know I'm thinking, oh, that is coming again. Remember, the Lord is with you. He's the commander of your life. He's holy ground. So we seek to honor him, and he has already won the victory. And so we are just part of the victorious army. Those are the four points. Joshua went with that mindset, with that understanding, knowing that the Lord had already won the battle. That's why he said, I am the commander of the Lord of hosts. I run the show. You follow. So, if God is for us, we read in Romans, who can be against us? And he says, he who did not spare his son but delivered him over for us, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? And add, who will bring a charge against God's elect. Friends, it's the new year, but it's a victorious new year because we are in the victorious army with the Lord Jesus Christ as the captain taking us through life, being with us at all corners in every situation so we can live with confidence. So don't dread the year Think about the fact that the relationship that you have with the Lord will make the big difference in every circumstance. All right. I'm going to pray and we're going to sing more than conqueror and we are done. Happy New Year to you once again. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Jesus Christ, the captain of our soul, the one that loved us and gave himself for us. Help us, Lord, on a daily basis to discover that you are with us, you are a captain. Wherever we are is holy ground and that you've already won the victory. And help us to live our lives knowing that you are for us. I pray for those that don't have a relationship with your son, that they will seek to honor him and surrender their lives to him. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. More than conquerors.